start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna it. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. You're listening to the White Cat Outdoors podcast, bringing you to the table where we talk about the outdoors. Hello, everybody. It's uh, episode 70 now. We made it through 69 last week. Just barely. It was a good time. We had a lot of fun. Hope you guys had fun for the 69th episode. And uh, here we sit at 70, and Tom's having a good time. I am? Yep. And uh, Nick's being quiet, but he's oh. going to do a lot of talking today. Maybe. We'll see. I hope so, because we're talking about your hunt, because I'm not going to be there. Yeah, it's because you're a bum. I know. Sorry, I got Actually, a real a job. Bum. Yeah. <laughs> I have no job. <laughs> you don't even have a fake job. <laughs> Oh, gotta love the old American dream, you know? Yeah. Sure do. <laughs> Times are tough. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, what are, what are we talking about? Where, where are you going? Tell well, us everything. Everything? Yeah, starting from day one. Uh, December 30th, 1996. Uh, let's fast forward. A fast bit. forward 25 years. Yeah. So, uh, Tom and I and our buddy Keith, who's been on the podcast, our buddy cousin sorry sam i can't i cannot get that one right down yeah i was buddies with sam before he became family and i cannot stop referring to him as friend yeah but it's only been what three years yeah something like really? that that well oof. anyways feels like last summer right it does i'm pretty it sure it's been three years because i think it was 2018 no because me and carly were at the wedding together and we've it only was been together for two yeah. years and you were 21 so yeah. it was 2019 two years yeah yeah any hooser. <laughs> Sam, our cousin. And then uh, He actually wrote the intro for our podcast. Yes. Oh really? He did? And yep. he is my brother in law. Wow. Just full circle. Yeah. So uh, he's going. And then uh, Keith's brother, who we have not heard from yet, and then Keith's brother's friend, who I have never heard of either. Um, we got the second oldest house in the city of Athens. That's wild. And uh, over in Greece. Oh, you got like an Airbnb. <laughs> Greece. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got an Airbnb. So say that a few times after. Good. Airbnb in Athens, Ohio, mm-hmm. um, and that puts us like right. Over, I'm sorry, <laughs> the old dog in the background is just howling away. Uh, sorry if you can hear that. Where was I? Second oldest town, second oldest house in the <laughs> town of Athens. <laughs> That's right. We're all over the place this morning, this evening. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so we uh, we got this house and the reason we picked this location is because there's a lot of public ground around the area none of us all any of the six of us that are going have never been there but it um there was like i said there's a lot of public land and my experience of hunting turkeys out of state is it's not that hard to find them i don't know tom you've done some out of state hunting pretty much the same for you yeah if you turkeys. can find a big chunk of hardwoods near a field in a ravine somewhere in there odds are there's going to be turkeys 
So yeah. you can do a lot of preseason turkey scouting via just looking at maps. a topo map. Mm-hmm. It's you're not trying to find pinpoint bedding areas and travel corridors and anything like. That. If you can find hardwoods with a ravine and then a field, all in the general vicinity, you're in business. Yeah, I definitely have put like a ton of clout into e-scouting the past several years. Like I would always look a little bit at maps, but it definitely helps you. I mean, nothing can compare to actually going out into the woods and scouting. Right. But looking at maps is crucial in my opinion to being successful. You've got, you have to be looking at those maps. It cuts your actual scouting, Mm -hmm. like physical scouting in half or even more than that. Yeah. Because, you pinpoint all of these areas that you want to go physically scout rather than spending all your time trying yeah. to find the spot good. that you want to actually scout. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we picked this location probably three, four months ago mm-hmm. and all six of us have been doing our own research and um, just trying to figure out the spots that we think are going to be best. And like I said, we're, I, th- I don't know if we broke it down, but we're hunting in pairs. So there's going to be mm-hmm. three teams, if you will, um, going out and that way, like I said, we've talked about it on the podcast a lot in the past where like team hunting works a lot better than, yeah. uh, just hunting by yourself. Um, just gives a better dynamic in the woods and easier to fool a Turkey in our experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically each team's going to be heading in their own direction. And, um, so how much like property have you guys been looking at? I mean, you're in, uh, you know, like state land that's huge, but how much have you like narrowed down where you want to spend your time or where you want to spend your time? So me and Keith have been doing a lot of like conversing cause that's who I'm hunting with. Uh, we've located a lot of spots, uh, North of us. And I mean, there is some stuff South, but it seems like the highest density of, um, field and like public bordering, um, private farms mm-hmm. and stuff seems to be in like the Northern part. Um, so we're probably going to focus ourselves there, mm-hmm. but we'll, so like, do you have like four spots picked out or like a different oh, spot I've, for every day? Or are you just going to kind of play so, it as you, you got 10 spots, but you'll hit this one. So this the way one. we're going to go about it is we're probably Friday night. Keith and I will decide what spot we're going to go to for Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be just based off of, you know, we're going to, it's all been over the phone. Yeah. Because he lives three hours away. So what we're going to do Friday is get together, figure out where we want to go for Saturday morning. And that's probably going to be a place that centrally locates us around a lot of places. Easier to move to we, somewhere else yes. if it's not panning out. Um, well, and then afternoon, Keith and I's plan is to take the, uh, the Subi and just start driving around, trying to find birds in other fields. Can you hunt afternoon um, then? Nope. Okay. So basically, like I said, at noon, that puts us from noon till roosting time. We can just... Walk around, figure walk, stuff yeah, out. Yeah, walk around or, you know, scout birds. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring my binoculars. I might even bring a, uh, a spotting scope and just mm-hmm. um, drive around spot fields and see what we can't do. But the highest density of places we like is more north of us. Mm-hmm. So that's how we're going to break it down. I don't know how Tom and Sam are. They might just listen in on this and i was gonna say i'm sure their their planning's going on friday night <laughs> yeah i'm taking more of a simpler approach to it like i have basically i have spots marked out on the map that i want to hunt and i don't have enough time 
to hunt them all. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to play it by year. I'm, we're going to go into one spot, and if, you know, there's a lot of bird action there, there's really no point in yeah, and venturing. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Venturing. Don't leave birds to find birds yeah. is what I say. Mm-hmm. So, that's a good pro tip. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's my plan. If, you know, spot one doesn't produce birds, we're just on to the next one. Shouldn't be mm-hmm. overly challenging. I've, I haven't spent near the time studying maps that Nick and Keith have, but mm-hmm. I think I think we'll be in it. We got four days solid hunting, so if we can. Yeah, and once you get down there and start driving around, you might see a spot that you don't have on the map and that's just driving thing. by you like, you know, and then you pull your map up and start looking around and think, okay, maybe that's a spot we're going to go to tomorrow. That, that's one thing where, like where we talked earlier, how like it can't replace boots on the ground. Yeah. There's a lot of things that um, can change on a satellite map on mm-hmm. on X or something, you know, something that looked like, you know, dense woods or something could have got clear cut. You, I mean, you just, you don't know. Something um, that looks like an egg field could have been, Mm-hmm. Not ended up with pine trees. agriculture for yeah. the past four years, and now it's just an overgrown yeah goldenrod golden field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like you and I studied maps when we went and uh, archery hunted Ohio. Mm-hmm. We nonstop looked at maps for two three months, and then we got down there and started driving around a little bit, and we're finding a lot of places that we never found at all on the map. I mean, we may have glanced over them, but it looked a lot more enticing standing there looking at it rather than on the like map standing corn in january <laughs> yeah that spot was sweet <laughs> and that's something you can't see on a map you yeah. even if it is an ag field you don't know that there's going to be standing corn in january i mean obviously this does, this time of year doesn't apply but yeah you can't no. see oak flats on the map yeah yeah we learned that the hard way from keith yeah keith told us it looked like there was a lot of oak flats in maryland <laughs> Zero oak flats. No flats. There's a lot of oaks. Just yeah. a lot of oak hillsides. No flats. Yeah. Oak ravines. <laughs> yes, plenty of oak ravines. Yeah, that, I mean, I guess that's another thing we didn't. I didn't realize the terrain. Actually, that's that was pre Onyx for me too, though. So that was mm-hmm. I was just looking at Google Maps, which I don't think is nearly as effective as yeah. Onyx when it comes to looking at public ground. And, mm-hmm. I agree. And in Maryland, me and Frank hunted together, and I I'm going to be honest, I didn't look at a map once before mm-hmm. the hunt. And we were on birds every day. Every day, well, yeah. It did help that we camped right in the woods, and most mornings we could hear birds gobbling. Like, I remember as, the, as we're setting up like our tent and stuff. I think it was the last day of the hunt in Maryland. Tom slept in, and I was hunting like over across the road by myself. And then I could I heard like two different sets of birds on my side, and then over on the other side, where right by the tent. Below Tom's tent. Yeah, I could hear two more sets of birds, so I ran back over. I'm like, Tom, get up and go down there and kill one of those birds, and he jumped up, and you, they were gobbling while we were sitting there talking about it, so I went back to where I was at, and he went over there, and we didn't kill anything. But No, that was tricky because they could be gobbling 100 yards the way a crow flies mm-hmm. yet it's 300 yards because they got to clear two ravines yeah exactly it just it which was... it doesn't look like we're going to run into that in ohio no ohio most of ohio is a lot hills and... yeah it's more like around here yeah. it's pretty flat yeah flat i mean you're occasional there's a few cuts and stuff mm-hmm. but nothing like maryland yeah which i didn't realize maryland was like that yeah you're I, in the appalachian mountains i always when i think maryland i think blue crabs on the beach yeah. Nothing but it's a beaches. very small. <laughs> which I found. I found Maryland. a crab deep in. Well, we, we yeah, we did. Keep that was wild. Um, I guess 
I'm trying to think. Uh, when I do long hunts, or not long hunts, but like all day mm-hmm. hunts, like turkey hunting, where I'm going to be in the woods from, you know, 5.30 in the morning until noon, mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to briefly hit what I keep in my best, mm-hmm. um, turkey hunting, just because um, you're like constantly on the move. So I use, I always bring a little bit of water, obviously, and then some meat sticks for some protein, and then hydration gel, like little, um, they're like little energy gummies pretty much mm-hmm. um, but it's basically just a little hydra- hydration gel and it's just another quick thing because like if you ever you know if like if you're uh out of breath or something you start slamming cold water it just makes it even worse mm-hmm. um these little hydration gels are nice for just you know take a couple of those and you don't have to carry six bottles of water yeah, yeah. in your vest <laughs> yeah so that's another thing that's another reason for that because they're just mm-hmm. like little squares um, you can easily stick them in your pockets. Mm-hmm. Less noise than a water bottle, way less room. Mm-hmm. Um, the flavors are eh. I mean, <laughs> like it says sour apple, but it's more like bland sour apple. Mm-hmm. But it's not I've never bad. had one of those. And they're like I said, they're pretty nice for for hunts hunting. like that. Yeah. yeah, like it's not. I don't really care for them like when I'm deer hunting because I'm sitting in a stand all day. Yeah. But if I'm turkey hunting, I'm yeah, extremely you're impatient. Around. I'm moving all day. Um, I still want like physical water. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, this will help keep your electrolytes and everything mm-hmm. in check while you're moving around all day. Because it was Maryland, it was nothing to move six, eight miles in a day. Yeah, easily. So just got to stay hydrated. The meat sticks are nice because good sense of protein. And uh, they're, they got the extra sodium in there, so it helps uh, mm-hmm. hold water. So Nick's Anything, a dietitian now. Yeah. <laughs> any any special things you keep in your hunting vest, Tom, when you're going to be out there all day? I mean, I always got a bottle of water on me. I don't <laughs> typically I don't have the meat sticks or the hydration gels. I Tom don't, doesn't have like a fitness coach and all that. I don't he either. Brings her around the woods with him. No, you and I turkey hunt different. <laughs> um, I'm more of a waited out kind of guy. Um, no, sir. Turkeys, have you ever seen a turkey in the woods? No, they don't sit moving. still. They're no, always do I. moving. <laughs> yeah, so I think you in have... In order to kill the turkey, you have to be the turkey, Tom. <laughs> I think you have just as much success sitting in one spot, calling, and eventually a bird's going to walk into hearing distance of your call. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you're running low on time and you got to make something happen now, like maybe like the last hour and yeah, maybe try a little running and gunning. Mm-hmm. But if you know, you heard birds gobbling on the roost and you know, you shut up. I, I tend to try it, it. You say it now. Yeah. Until it starts <laughs> happening. We'll just take just a hundred yards. See, I just come by it by honestly. I just go right in for him. Well, the last, couple years i've done a lot better and i've had more success that way Mm -hmm. because i've definitely hunted with you before when there was like almost zero patience yeah there was a time where we've we've ruined a lot of hunts like that yeah and there's there's there's, are you okay yeah there's been times where i hear a gobble on the roost and i immediately scrambling in my pockets to find my call and i'm calling every five seconds getting this bird Mm -hmm. to gobble and I've since. It's cool to hear him gobble. <laughs> it is very cool, but <laughs> I've since learned that that doesn't always help. So if yeah. I know there's birds in the area, I 
really try hard to kind of just hang tight. Because if you're walking through the woods, there's a good chance you can bump birds. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they hear and see really well. And if they see you walking through the woods, they're probably going to be a little call shy yeah. after that. Turkeys are dumb too, though. I mean, I've been on hunts where like somebody shoots, misses a turkey, or even kills one of them. And 20 minutes later, the rest of those birds are gobbling again. Mm-hmm. So, like, my, I guess the reason I'm so impatient when it comes to turkey hunting is I just, most of my turkey hunts, like, if I kill a bird, I was not sitting in that spot very long. Mm-hmm. Like, probably, I don't think I've ever sat in a spot for more than an hour. Like, yeah. You know, the longest I sit is from when it's pitch black until, like, the birds have hit the ground. That's probably my longest sit. Everything else is you know, half hour, 45 minutes mm-hmm. at, at max. Yeah. Um, and and, and how far do you move before your next setup? Until I get a bird goblin. Um, if, if the woods are quiet, I'll move two, 300 yards, sit down. Um, I say 200, three, two to 300 yards, but I bet you it's closer to 150. Um, yeah. w- woods feels like, uh, and I have a hor- poor, horrible judgment of how far I walk. Yeah, you do. Um, so, Thinking about that realistically, probably 150 yards, I'll move, sit down. Um, but like I said, when the birds are quiet, I have a hard time sitting there. I just want to keep walking. Mm-hmm. Usually Do you ever think they're quiet just because you're not telling them what they want to hear? No, couldn't be. <laughs> that can't be the problem. No, that's not the case. No. You ever heard me call? It's beautiful. It, it's not bad. It's pretty good. <laughs> not bad. It's pretty good. <laughs> No, I, I, I do keep my calling pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm i a good caller at the calls I use. Um, mm-hmm. Stick with I, what you know. Well, yeah, I, I don't get fancy. I don't I do not do a fly-down cackle ever. Mm-hmm. Um, can't do one even if I wanted to. Um, I All I can do is I can um, cut, I can cluck, I can yelp, and I can do, like, excited hen yelps, you know, mixing mm-hmm. all three together. Um I can purr, but I would never do it up like in close quarters, more of like a fighting purr. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I, the way I do my purrs is more with my tongue versus like rolling my R's. Yeah. Um, Tom's purr is phenomenal, uh, but I would never, I can't, I'm not Italian. <laughs> can't get that good purr. No. I can purr really well on a slate. Yeah, I do. I actually, speaking of purring on a slate, I won best in show at uh, that turkey con competition we did. Oh, yeah. For, you were there for that. No, that was Paul no, I wasn't there. Um, well, it was a great time. If we, you can ever sit in on a turkey calling competition, I, keep I highly recommend it. We never talked about that on the podcast. That Tom and I and our buddy Paul were like in mm-hmm. an like an official sanctioned NWF or NWTF uh, turkey calling competition. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I like I said, I had best in show I on had the, the purr. on the the friction call purr. Yeah, that's wild. It was pretty crazy. I, I do want to break this down. This is totally off topic, but it was <laughs> incredible. So we were heading down to Wheeling, West Virginia to go to Cabela's because that's one of the, like the big Cabela's. That yeah, it's like a big to, distribution center. They yeah. got a warehouse and everything. Um, so. so it's massive. And there was we saw that there was a turkey calling competition going on in um, big what – what do they call it? Um, the Buck Library or something? Oh, it was in Bu- Cabela's? Yeah, it was in Cabela's at like the Big Buck Library or something. Or whatever. It was the Deer Library. It was the Deer Library. Either way, one of those rooms off to the side, they were doing a turkey calling competition. We thought that it was kind of like one of those, like, 
little things that's like to attract people to Cabela's, you yeah. know, hey, just like, having fun here. We're going to do a little turkey calling, you know, it's like, like at the baseball game, see how fast yeah. you can throw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We thought it was going to be like a pitching machine at a baseball game. Yeah. <laughs> so instead, they were putting you on the mound. <laughs> well, yeah. So we, we get there, we find out that there's like legit registration. So I was like, okay. So we register up and then they give us our number and then we get put like, like behind this curtain kind of thing, like where all the other callers are. And then like the spectators are on the other side mm-hmm. and the judges are in a like cloth office. So they can't see mm-hmm. in or out. Like they're just locked in there. Mm-hmm. And I've got a homemade slate call from an old timer up the road. I have uh, like the, uh, an acrylic striker that was mm-hmm. glued to a corn stalk. Those are the best. <laughs> yeah. And I bought a box call. Um, while I was at Cabela's because there was a key key run on it or on like the card of what I had to do mm-hmm. and I couldn't get a key key sound out of a slate. I needed aluminum, <laughs> but I could get it out of a sl- uh, box call. So, so you ran over a few aisles and bought one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I bought like a, well, and I bought the cheapest one. It was one of the Primo's Thunderdome ones that came with the slate, the mouth call and the Box got call. the package deal. Yeah, so like nine ninety nine. Yeah, broke out the box. Call. Yeah, like made out of balsa wood or something like ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so I like I'm sitting there and I'm I've got like my calls just like in my hoodie on my sweatshirt, and there's dudes with like briefcases, and I mean there's guys like gobbling on slate calls. It was insane. Damn, like, it was wild. Uh, and they've got like all these briefcases and stuff, and they're all talking about nationals last year and they're qualifying. Like, I guess it was like a qualifying tournament, like, mm-hmm. like big deal. And like, they're asking, you know, like how the guys you... from, was it a- avian avion avian X were there. It was like, yeah. When avian X was like, just getting real big, mm-hmm. but they were there like sponsoring the whole thing. <laughs> um, like I said, we were, they're like, Oh, how'd you do at nationals last year? And I'm like, what? I didn't even know there was a nationals. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, you know, it's the most boring thing in the entire world. Like the the judge, or not the judge. There's like the announcer. He's like caller number oh oh three nine. Please give your best rendition of the key key run. <laughs> and then like you go up there and you do your key key run, and like the judges are behind the screen, and then they judge you and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, in my per, like I said, I got best in show on per. Um, but I noticed these guys. I, I didn't do well on anything else. Um, I like I didn't place. It was just like there was like five calls you had to produce. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, they uh, there was guys like in the Tom was in the mouth call um, class, mm-hmm. and there was guys literally like hand gesture like turkeys in front of this screen, <laughs> they literally like crouching down and making like, their arms into wings and, and like literally like, really getting into oh, it. Oh, I mean, really, really getting into it. <laughs> it was insane. Like just with their hands. That's insane. Absolutely wild. <laughs> First so how, how did you do, Tom? I don't know. I mean, I got good scores. Like, the highest you could have got was a, like, they scored it on, like, a 1 to 20 scale. Mm-hmm. And the highest you couldn't get, obviously, is a 20. Mm-hmm. And all my scores were, like, 16, 17, or 18. Nice. But I, yeah, I Tom wasn't need, doing like, the hand gestures, and I think yeah, that's what, really that's what throws them off. I think you need, like, all 20s to yeah. win something at that level yeah yeah you but they like they gave you the sheet at the end where it was like the top four of each call breakdown and then like the top like so we weren't even close to like placing or anything but mm-hmm. it was fun um 
but I'd never do it again. <laughs> yeah, no. never again. <laughs> no. It's just so boring. Like we were just talking, like there's not a single guy up there that could call a turkey in the woods that way. Yeah. With how much movement was going on? Because like that's how I always learned mm-hmm. was like keeping your motions like slight and like you know I'm always like keeping my call between my legs. And you don't there. have a briefcase of calls in the woods. Oh God, no. <laughs> no, I have like actually this year all I've got is uh, two homemade calls from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a glass and a copper pot call, mm-hmm. um, and then I've got my own homemade mouth calls, and then Keith's buddy from Blackjack Game calls, uh, which I'd like to get on a podcast. Yeah, we should definitely talk um, to him. But anyway, so he's got some calls that uh, given me and Tom try out while we're in Ohio. Too, nice. So. Yeah. Sorry, that was like a really long tangent off of Ohio, but yeah, but it's it's, it's, it's turkey it's talk. Turkey, it's turkey talk. That's yeah. right. It's turkey talk. It's all that matters. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, that really, Ohio, like, that's just kind of our, like, it's like spring training. Yeah, getting ready for PA. They're getting ready for the big home opener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, heading out. Well, when you guys we, listen to this, we're actually yeah, going to be way in stack it. of birds yeah. already, probably. Yeah. It's Wednesday right now. We're leaving Friday, hunting Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So, yeah, when you're listening in on Monday. Keeping an eye on the gram. Yeah. It's going to be live updates. We're going to be doing some filming while we're out there. So yeah. Be... Keep your eyes out for a Ohio video that Nick's going to put together for us. Hopefully there's some kills on it. One can only hope. That really makes for a lot better turkey hunting video. Yeah, it does. <laughs> or even misses. <laughs> yeah, misses are yeah. good, too. Been there. <laughs> even my miss video from last year wasn't that good. Yeah. It all I didn't even so know it was fast. on film. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I filmed choked. it. I choked. Yeah, I know you choked. I know you missed. I didn't realize that the camera... Oh, I did know the camera was rolling. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember that was the whole hype that Tom just got a little camera shy. Yeah. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. It won't happen again. I'm sure Johnny Sins was camera shy the first time he was on. Probably. Hell of a turkey hunter. <laughs> and doctor. <laughs> Plumber. And astronaut. Pizza delivery man. <laughs> he did it all. He did. Only a few of you will get that, but <laughs> enjoy that laugh. <laughs> I I got a good laugh. Uh, I mean, that pretty much wraps it up for me. Like I said, we're just, this is a pre-Ohio, um, really getting down to the wire. Yeah, I'm sure we'll busy. have a pretty in-depth podcast once you yeah, guys get post back. Yeah, post-Ohio is going to be way more involved. Yeah. Fun. Oh, Tom. Nick. We just had something come in the mail this morning. Yes, we did. Um, that has to do with turkey hunting. Yep. Went online. About, so, well, where did we hear from this secret package? Break it down from the beginning. Scotty I, from Turks and Tines. Yeah, told we just us had about him on the, the, yeah, yeah, a couple weeks ago on the podcast. How did you hear about these nitro ammunition? From Scott Thompson, yeah. Turks and Tines, and his buddy <laughs> Brad. Yeah. So they're telling us about these turkey shells, and apparently they're out of this world. They're telling us, you know, they got 400 plus BBs in a 10 inch circle at 400 yards. 400. 40. <laughs> could you imagine? That would be insane. You could kill an elk with those. Yeah. <laughs> 400 plus BBs in a 10 inch circle at 40 yards. Yeah, that's insane. I'm like, that's wild. And they're like, you got to check them out. I won't shoot anything else. We sat here for like 45 minutes after the podcast, and you guys were just looking at the website, you know, just talking about it. Yeah, they're they're pricey for a shotgun shell. I haven't shot one yet, but if they do what their website advertises, 
I, I'd say money well spent. And mm-hmm. We've had three people. Um, we had Brad and Scott tell us how great they are. And then when we called Ohio, um, called the DNR office, mm-hmm. uh, just talk. That's a, another pro tip. Uh, if you're ever going out of state, don't be afraid to call the DNR and ask any questions you have about yeah. game laws and regulations and whatnot. So anyway, we're on the phone with him, talking to him about um, what's what's permissible for turkey loads and everything. Because you know each state's a little different. Whether you mm-hmm. can use you know eight seven you know whatever five yeah. three oh nine, uh, <laughs> like you know there's certain places you can't have. Yeah, uh, they have shot, shot size. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we called about that, and we had told him that we're using TSS and getting it from Nitro. And he's like, oh, no shit. That's what I use. Like, I swear by that stuff. Like, I won't shoot anything else. Hmm. Great guys over at Nitro Ammunition. So that made us feel really good, too. Yeah, and that's um, someone you have you don't even know them. Like, they're oh, yeah. out of the blue saying, yeah, it's good shit. So I'm really excited. The shells are made really nice. I just opened the box today. They actually, like, the back is totally sealed. I don't know how they do it, but, like, where, like, typically it's crimped over. Oh yeah, it's totally sealed. Hmm. Um, I think that imagine that's because like I don't know if you've ever like had a bunch of turkey loads or any shotgun shell in any pocket. Yeah, BBs end up in the bottom. Mm-hmm. I mean, or a lot of like I can't remember. I used to shoot these turkey loads. They had like these little white. tiny white pellets yep. in them. It was, supposedly it helped keep the BBs from bouncing off of each other. Yeah. Fills your pocket. Oh, yeah. It's a mess in your pocket. It's ridiculous. So that was something I've never seen before that already was like, that's nice. That's nice. That's that's luxury. Yeah. Uh, So that was pretty neat. So I'm excited about them. I'm going to shoot them tomorrow. Really. Get the pattern down. Yeah, because I remember me and Tom used to be, you know, if I could get 10, 15 BBs in the head at 40 yards, I was like, Mm mm-hmm. Good to go. I think with 400 in a 10-inch circle. There ought to be a few in the head. Yeah, there's going to be a a lot. Yeah. Why don't we break down what we're taking out there? Yeah, go ahead. So I'm shooting a Benelli Nova. And let me backtrack a little bit to this Nitro Ammunition website. Basically, what they do is they take all the guesswork out of it for you. Because I've spent a lot of money. good point. Yeah, I've spent a lot of money on shells and choke tubes trying to figure out which shell and choke my gun likes the best Mm -hmm. basically you go on this website and you type in what gun you have and then they tell you with this gun if you're using this choke in this shell you'll get x amount of bbs in the circle at 40 yards which i thought that was pretty great yeah so obviously i'm like well i want the highest shot count Mm -hmm. possible which comes at a price Basically, the more BBs you're getting in that 10-inch circle, the higher price your mm-hmm. shells are going to be. Just yeah. a disclaimer. So I'm shooting a Benelli Nova. Went on to their Nitro Ammunition website, typed in Benelli Nova, and they told me if I shoot a Jeb's Choke, it was .665 with the Nitro TSS shells, that I will have it was Which like is tungsten super super shot correct, and it's actually it's uh, seven and a half by nine shot is what the BBs are, mm-hmm. and in a ten inch circle at forty yards, it's guaranteeing it was two hundred or four hundred twenty to four hundred and fifty BBs. Damn, the, yeah. So I'm like, holy. Wait, smoke. How many was yours? It was like four twenty to four fifty. Yeah, in a ten inch circle. 
That's insane. Yeah. So, so it's a three and a half inch. Yeah. Styles. So mm-hmm. I got the Benelli Nova with the, my three and a half inch nitro ammunition turkey loads, uh, Jeb's choke. And I recently switched over from just the old lining up the dots and putting it on the head to a True Glow Gobbler Stopper red dot scope. Pretty right. excited about it. Mm-hmm. I think you haven't used it yet? No, no. Because the way I look at it is at 40 yards, I've shot turkeys at 45, 50 yards. And when I line up my beads, it covers up like half the turkey. Yeah. So if I have, you know... 400 plus bbs in a 10 inch circle at 40 yards my shot pattern is not going to be that big where i just have to mm-hmm. get in the general area yeah i need to dial her right down mm-hmm. so i switched over to the red dot scope so i can just so i can still see the whole turkey and just line yeah. the dot right up on them. i've been using the red dot for years and absolutely love it nick swears by the red dot I mm-hmm. do. lives and dies by it lives and dies it's good stuff uh, what else are you packing away and for your hunt, for your uh, old turkey get up, or you were you just trying to talk guns? I was just talking guns, but guns I, and ammo. I have my standard, you know, turkey vest, um, some Woodhaven custom calls, and I got a box call. That's really. Oh, I do have some White Cat Outdoors originals, a slate. Or I'm sorry, no slate, a copper and a glass, and I do have, I believe it's the White Cat Split V. Spread V. Spread, Spread v. v. Mouth call. It's a good call. Great call. Good stuff. Uh, so I got all that in my bag of tricks. No, actually, I'm not, I'm not bringing decoys. Sam said he's on the decoy. Gotcha. Thing, so. Good. Well, I was also talked into checking out this nitro ammunition. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm shooting a, it's now discontinued, um, but a brown and gold in Vector 3+. plus. Um, basically, it's an auto-load uh, three-inch shell, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went on there, looked up Browning, Gold, and Vector, and came up with the... I uh, can't remember what the shell's called, but it's the highest one was the uh, TSS, um, which is Tungsten Super Shot. Mm-hmm. And for a three-inch shell, they're talking 370 to 400 pellets in that tensor. So still insane a lot of bbs yeah um and they recommended an indian creek choke tube um 0.660 so pretty tight yeah um picked up one of those and got so that gun's all set up ready to rock and then uh like i said i already talked about i got some homemade slate calls and Mm -hmm. uh, mouth calls and whatnot um and i'm also gonna be rocking some avian x decoys this year and then just bringing the camera so we can Hopefully yeah, I'm excited to see the film. footage you guys get. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. I'm, I'm going to try and do it. Uh, I'm going to – I don't want just kill shots, you know. I'm going to yeah. try and document. B-roll. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of B-roll with – Have Tom you know, cooking breakfast, all yep. that. Getting the coffee going in the morning, you know. be fun. Drinking some beers if you're good. If, if we're, we're good. good. If we're good. Uh, <laughs> so I, I just got a old turkey vest I've been rocking since I was probably 13. Mm-hmm. Um, Was that me? No, it was me. No, I was like, I just, never mind. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, that's that's pretty much it for me. Yeah. Um, Frank, we'll miss you there. I know. I'm pretty bummed I can't be there. When you guys brought it up, I was like just getting my new job, and it's just 
It's it's a heartbreaker. Be a freeloading bum like me, and you don't even have to worry about it. I know it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just quit, and then I can yeah. go hunting whenever I want. Yeah, it's <laughs> living the dream. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, I'll definitely miss you guys. Uh, I'll, I'll be. I'm a little upset that I can't be there, but I'll be there in spirit. It's, it's gonna be a turkey massacre. That's I for bet. sure. Um, on that note, make sure you guys are all getting your turkey guns sighted in, uh, getting ready for the season. Uh, if you got any questions, let us know. Um, um, not that we're experts, but we've killed a few turkeys. So, um, other than that, make sure you guys are getting ready to go turkey hunting and getting outside.